Little Shop of Horrors. Little Shop. Little Shop of Horrors. Little Shop. Little Shop of Horrors. <laughs> so, clearly, uh, we're talking about the 86 musical version. Not the 1960 non-musical, really crappy version. Um, um, so, hi, welcome back to the Bcast. This is episode 9, believe it or not. We've nine. done this for 9 weeks. This is, yeah, that's crazy. I think it's actually 10 weeks. 10 we weeks because we skipped that week. <laughs> but, um, so we were going to review Spaceballs, but then we both decided that we really don't like that movie. <laughs> um, not for, you know, lack of it being good, but for lack of it uh, being good 500 times. Yeah, I mean, you know, <laughs> by the 3,000th viewing, you're just like... Yeah, I get it. They're making fun of Star Wars. Don't like Star Wars either. Oh, I like Star Wars. I know you do. Well, but, actually, I didn't know you do, but yeah. it doesn't surprise me. Star Wars is good. Spaceballs is good. Star Wars, the one, two, and three, not so good. <laughs> um, so we decided to watch another movie that had most of the same actors in it. Indeed. John Candy and Rick Moranis, and that's really all that matters. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Um, I mean, for what it's worth, Spaceballs is a pretty pretty good movie. Uh, Mel Brooks, from back in the day when they knew how to do parodies really well. You know, I think Mel Brooks did all the parodies. Pretty much. Yeah, he did uh, Spaceballs and Robin Hood and Minutes Heights. Which was really good. That I, was really I, good. I could still watch that one. And he did... Uh, Young Frankenstein. Young Frankenstein. Frankenstein, yes. <laughs> and um, he did. He did lots of other stuff. Um, he did the history of the world, part one, and Blazing Saddles, and some more that I can't think of right now. Yeah, um, he's freaking genius um, of his of his comedy time. And and I was just like, because nowadays you can't do that anymore like you you've got all those stupid like scary movie or date movie or dance movie or he looks a different i know wow the producers oh yeah the producers that he that just came out uh in 2005 i say it just came out because i haven't seen it yet but it is a remake of an older one have you seen the older one i have not seen the older one well i've seen the newer one at least and it's pretty good um uh, Spaceballs the animated series that animated everything. My God. Oh my gosh, yo, Spaceballs the animated series is hilarious. Is it? So good. They have, um, there's one episode where they, um, they're trying to like take over by giving everyone uh, E. coli mm-hmm. as a beverage. <laughs> and they call it E. cola. <laughs> <laughs> sounds like something they do in Futurama. Yeah, it was pretty funny. Um, that was in 2007 through 2009, though, so that wasn't in the... It was on Netflix a uh, while ago. Hey, it's the guy from the room in the related lists. Oh, God. Related lists. Anyways. 
that guy. You haven't seen the room. Go see the room. But not by yourself, because it's terrible by yourself. No. See if you can't catch one of those fun midnight showings. So, yeah, Mel Brooks is definitely uh, still very active and making lots of things. Yes. But not quite as prolific as the things he used to make. Like, he's doing a lot of TV. Yeah. I think his last big movie is Dracula Dead and Loving It. Yeah, probably. Um, Which... I wasn't too fond of, honestly. Uh, I think he's done... No, his last big thing was The Producers. Okay, yeah, The, the Producers remake. And um, and then Spaceballs, the animated series. <laughs> so funny. Um, so Spaceballs is actually pretty good. They, um, they parody Star Wars, and you have you know all your main characters. You don't have a... There's not a Luke... No, it's like Star Wars without Luke. It's Han Solo and uh, yeah, Chewie or uh, Barf. I, I know Barf. I can't remember his name. Barf John Candy. No, no, no. Uh, not Chewbacca. No, I know Chewie. Uh, the the guy that's doing the Han Solo parody. Oh, I can't remember Lone his Star. character's name. Oh, it's, Lone Star. Yeah. <laughs> okay. It's um, what's his name? He's so famous. It's Bill Pullman or something. Yeah, Bill Pullman. I was going to say Bill Paxton. I'm like, that's not right. It's not Bill Paxton. It's Bill Pullman. And he's in all kinds of stuff, like uh, Casper. Yeah. And he was in The Newsies. He was in While You Were Sleeping. Yeah. Um, leave it to me to bring up the, the gay <laughs> you know, romance reference. But yeah. So he plays Lone Star. And Lone Star. There's Pizza the Hut. Pizza the Hut was amazing. That was actually oh Don Bluth, I think. All I remember is that Pizza the Hut was the the only reason that Lone Star and Barf got into this whole mess. Is because they had to pay him back. Yeah, they had to pay him back, and so you know, instead of being like Han Solo and actually being, well, no, I think Han Solo was probably kind of a shady character too, but. Sorry, I do not know these movies very well. Hansella was a uh, smarmy kind of uh, smuggler. He was very much like uh, Mal Reynolds in Firefly. Like, they're basically the same character. A little bit, yeah. No, yeah, like a lot of it. They're smugglers. They're both kind of like, think they're too cool. Well, I mean, I know what you're saying, (laughs) but if... Nathan Fillion was Han Solo. Would have watched the fuck out of that movie. Dude, <laughs> no, really? They are the same person. Um, but yeah, so... Like, Han Solo is like... Mal Reynolds after the whole Firefly thing. Or, Mal Reynolds could be Han Solo after Leia leaves him. He could have went to another galaxy, fought in a different war, mm-hmm. lost... And felt really bad about himself. Fair enough. Went back to his smuggling. And, and either way, <laughs> I, I like him better as a smuggler than a freedom fighter against the freaking empire. But um, but yeah, so Lone Star and Barf owed a debt to Pizza the Hut. Later they got out of it because Pizza the Hut ate himself to death. <laughs> he, lo- he, he locked himself in his car and ate himself to death. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh man, 
What I love is uh, Pizza the Hut's lackeys that were like that freaking uh, 80s like computer guy. Yeah. That I don't know the name of. No, it was Max something. I think it was the guy was named Max. And, you know, if you weren't sentient during most of the 80s like myself or Mal. <laughs> we were sentient? <laughs> well, I mean, we were alive. <laughs> but, but, you know, my, mo- my memories start more or less in the 90s. Um, you know, so you, we just barely missed out on that character, but it, it was like a big pop culture thing in the 80s, and it was like a weird computer-generated guy that stuttered, and those guys worked for Pizza the Hut. Yeah, Lone Star and Barf. Barf is a mog. Yeah. Part man, part dog. That's <laughs> yeah, yeah. that's good thing to know there. Um, character named Dot Candy. Matrix? Yeah, Dot Matrix. Uh, the John Rivers. See... This one. Was it? Okay, so that her name was Dot Matrix, huh? Yeah. I never knew that. Dot Matrix was the uh, C-3PO knockoff played by Joan Rivers. There was no uh, R2-D2 knockoff. I'm pretty sure the R2-D2 was the giant hairdryer that they kept carrying around in this box. Fair enough, yeah. <laughs> Crazy-ass hairdryer. Yeah. <sighs> and there was a yogurt. Yep, yep. That was uh, that was Mel Brooks himself. Yeah, and Mel Brooks also played President Scrooge. Oh yeah, yeah. And um, President Scrooge is like the Emperor in Star Wars. Okay. Yeah. Um, while Dark Helmet was Darth Vader. Was the Darth Vader character? Um, played by Rick Moranis. Yeah, Rick Moranis. Yeah. Of, which is uh, which is why I feel okay about watching Little Shop of Horrors. Exactly. Um, he was actually, he's quite funny, he's, uh, you know, he's got, like, an inferiority complex, and there's this Because he's dog. short. Um, he is short. Um, and, and he doesn't really know what's going on along the ship. No. He's like, show me the radar. Why isn't there <laughs> anything on this radar? That's Mr. Coffee, sir. Yes! <laughs> you know I like to drink coffee while I watch radar. <laughs> exactly. And they have the shorts. Yeah, they have shorts. Oh, also, that what's really cool in this is the guy that plays one of the space balls, which is like a stormtrooper. Mm-hmm. He's the guy that does all the sound effects. Uh, he was like the original beatboxer. Oh yeah, I remember that guy. Yeah. Like, uh, wasn't he also in the Police Academy movies? That, yes, that was the same guy. Yes. Yeah, there's there's a there's a funny little scene with the with the guy doing the sound effects of the radar. Yeah, he's like, I lost the bleeps, the sweeps, and the creeps, and they're like, what? And he's like, you know, the bleeps, the the sweeps, and the creeps. <laughs> I'm not very good at that. No, well, I mean, you did better than I would because I'm just not gonna try, but. <laughs> Um, I I guess in retrospect, it's actually a pretty good movie. Just neither of us wanted to watch it. <laughs> Radar technician. Where is it? Oh, there it is. Yeah, Michael, Michael Winslow. Winslow. Yes, Michael Winslow, original beatboxer, skilled at making highly realistic sound effects with only his mouth. Yeah, and you know, uh, I know this isn't really like. 
necessarily be movie fair, but I'm a big fan of 80s movies. You should check out the Police Academy movies. I'm pretty sure that every movie made in the 80s is now considered a B-movie. Because they always had that fake futury shit. Fake futury. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, Neon lights and leg warmers and whatnot. <laughs> but yeah, so um, check out the Police Academy movies if you haven't. I can't imagine why you wouldn't have, but at least the first one or two are good. Well, nobody's seen all of them. There's like 20 of them. Police <laughs> Academy 24. Well, Jaws 19. I mean, somebody's probably actually seen all of them, much like, I mean, because you've seen all of the Land Before Times, so... Oh my God. <laughs> so there's got to be somebody somewhere, but... I actually kind of stopped watching at 11. At 11? Yeah. Well, as well, you should. Yeah. I stopped watching way before 11. I got to the point where my sisters were no longer interested, and I figured they are seven years younger than me. I should probably stop watching this. Was that really the, the brain process? It's like, yeah. I'm like, all right, look. Melanie is now 18, and she did not ask for the new one for Christmas. <laughs> she probably stop watching this. So, yeah, Spaceballs is pretty awesome. Um, it's, a, it's a really good Star Wars parody. I do recommend watching Star Wars A New Hope at least before watching Spaceballs. Because a lot of the jokes are taken straight from Star Wars. Yeah. And you, it's not nearly as funny unless you've seen it. Like, I have I a very... Uh, I've got a somewhat working knowledge of Star Wars. I've seen all... I've seen five of the six at one point in my life, so... Yeah. Mind you, the one that I missed was of the new terrible trilogies, so it doesn't really matter, so... Was it the third one? I, I missed the second one. I did the same thing with... second one's terrible. Don't watch it. I did the same thing with Lord of the Rings. I saw one and three, and then I did that with the new Star Wars as well. <laughs> I, I don't know why, but... Um, so you should see one and three of the new Hobbit movie. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. We'll probably just pull the boring crap in the middle one. But, um, uh, yeah, so Spaceballs is good. You should definitely check it out. Um... If you want to check out other Mel Brooks movies, I highly recommend Robin Hood Men in Tights. That one's great. Um, So awesome. I've only seen it like twice, but it's definitely one of my top ten movies. Yeah, and uh, Young Frankenstein. Wow, only twice? Yeah, Uh, only twice. I hate Young Frankenstein. Really? I do, but it's only because I really don't like Gene Wilder, and I hate everything that he's in because he freaking creeps me out. I love Gene Wilder. Everybody says that. They're like, he's a genius, and he's wonderful, and I'm like, he scares the shit out of me. (laughs) (laughs) It's it's okay. I I mean, I understand weird fears. Um, I mean, you're afraid of puppets, all right? (laughs) I am afraid of puppets. They're fucking creepy. So so you can have Gene Wilder. Um... (laughs) So I don't she, want him. He's creepy. She does not recommend <laughs> Young Frankenstein, but I'm saying if you're okay with Gene Wilder, check it out. Uh, it does also have Peter Boyle in it. Peter Boyle. Um, oh, he's the dad from um, everything, isn't he? He's the dad from Everybody Loves Raymond. Yeah, yeah. Um, and he he definitely was in a lot of other things. I also uh, recommend um, Yellowbeard. I think that might be a Mel Brooks movie. It's got uh, some Monty Python guys in it. Graham Chapman. And Cheech Martin. And Cheech. And uh, Peter Boyle. 
So anyways, Yellowbeard is pretty awesome. It's a Mel Damsky. Definitely not Mel Brooks. <laughs> Mel Damsky. But it's very funny. Um it it's kind of along the lines of a lot of these Mel Brooks parody type movies. Mm-hmm. It's um it's like a parody of uh the classic pirate movies like Blackbeard the Pirate mm-hmm. and Davy Jones and uh, all that. Um, but you have your pirate who, you know, he's doing pirate things. He likes to steal and kill and play blackjack. Yeah. And he's like Bender on a ship. <laughs> and uh, he comes to, or he escapes from prison or something. And um, this this bar wench thinks that, you know, it's her husband and... <laughs> She might have, like, legitimate reason for that. And he's all like, I just screwed you once, woman! <laughs> and, <laughs> and, uh, it's pretty neat. Um. Well, I mean, I've not seen it, but the cast looks promising with John Cleese, Eric Idle, Graham Chapman, I don't know off the top of my head, but Peter Boyle and Tommy Chong. Oh, it's got Cheech and Chong. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's definitely <laughs> worth checking out. <laughs> Tommy Chong plays El Nebuloso. Nice. It's I saw fun that, to say. I saw that it was related. Or, no, people that like that also watch Hudson Hawk, which is a good one. Hudson Hawk's this cat burglar movie with Bruce Willis. And uh, it's kind of a weird... He gets out of gets out of prison and he has to do another heist all of a sudden. And he gets mixed up in this weird heist situation with the Vatican and... It's all very strange, but it's humorous. It's it's very funny. They they time how much time they have to do their robberies by singing. Like a they're like this song is three minutes and forty one seconds. And it's like well we've got that much time to get in and get out. So he's like, you know they did the robbery while singing. Would you like to swing on a star? Carrot moonbeams home in a jar. <laughs> um. So yeah, it's it's a fun little film. So, um, in, instead of, instead of watching Spaceballs, which the back of the DVD box says that it is screamingly funny, <laughs> and I'd have to agree, um, at least the first few times you see it, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um, I would have probably laughed if I had watched it this time. Yeah, we would have, like, gotten into it and enjoyed it, but we just didn't try um, instead of watching Spaceballs, the screamingly funny Spaceballs, we watched Little Shop of Horrors, which is a musical movie based on a musical play based on a really shitty movie starring Jack Nicholson. Yep. But, um, who eats flowers? So weird. I s- see, I still need to see this because, like, it's Roger Corman, and I, I respect him a great deal. He's one of the earliest low-budget filmmakers. Would you like to lose all respect for the man? Oh, uh, is that that's what's going to happen? Okay. Yeah. It's just terrible. It doesn't make any sense. Um, in fact, I don't know why they ever made a play out of this movie. You know, it was an interesting concept. I guess. I mean, there, there's been many, many... Uh, Iterations. I once saw. Actually, I own a movie called "Please Don't Eat My Mother," which is based on the same story, more or less. But it's kind of softcore porn. All right. 
right. So, <laughs> Little Shop of Horrors in 1986 was based on a musical play, based on a terrible movie, based on another terrible movie. Yeah. Excellent. Um, so, anyways, the 1986 version is directed by Frank Oz, and if you know who Frank Oz is, you know that he is Kermit. He's Kermit? I think so. I know he directed a bunch of stuff. I looked it up, and he directed, like, a lot of cool stuff. Oh, he's Fozzie. He's Fozzie, not Kermit. He's acted in a lot of things, but he directed um, a bunch of movies you wouldn't think of. Oh, he's Grover. He is um, the Random Monster. Muppet. Random Muppets. He's Fozzie, Animal, and Miss Piggy. So, yeah. He directed... Um, Little Shop of Horrors. And I would say that he did a very fantastic job. He did. And, uh, alright, the movie also stars Rick Moranis, who, um, you, who is very famous. You would know him from... Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters. He is, uh, the key master. Mm-hmm. And, <laughs> um, you would also know him from, uh, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Right. That's good. And... You know, that whole series. He's he's the only guy who is in all the Honey, I Shrunk the Kids sequels. Wow. Um, he was in Spaceballs, like we just said. Oh, Strange Brew. He's, uh, he is he's either Doug or Bob McKenzie. He was in Little Giants. Played the coach mm-hmm. of the underdogs. He's Barney Rubble in the Flintstones movie. Oh, he's in uh, Big Bully, too. You ever yeah, seen that movie? Big Bully, I did see that. I like that movie. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's basically, you know, you should know him. You should have seen one of those movies, at least. Yeah. If not, why are you listening to this podcast? Exactly. <laughs> it's one of those things, if you saw him, you'd know him. Yeah, he's very nerdy. He he always plays, like, nerdy characters, like, thick glasses, like, mm-hmm. really, like, hunched over, short, scrawny. Always wearing sweater vests. Always wearing sweater vests. Um, Little Shop of Horrors also stars Ellen Green, who you... Um, she's in Bunheads, which is uh, new. Well, I've, I've heard of it. I, I was just <laughs> laughing at the title. I was like, yeah. Bunheads? They wear the hair in buns. Okay. Um, oh, I know what I was thinking about that she was in earlier is Heroes. She is... Um, Siler's mom. Oh, okay. I yeah. see that. I couldn't think of, like, I saw that she was in Heroes, but I couldn't think of her character. Yeah. It was like Victoria Gray. Huh? Virginia Gray. Yeah. Yeah. Virginia. She's Siler's mom. Um, you know, it's been almost 30 years, so give her a break. <laughs> so so she, not, not too much stuff before then, but she's great. Yeah, she's, she's great in Little Shop of Horrors, and She's got a very, like, childly high voice. It's all fake. She's actually a really good singer. I think she was actually in uh, the Broadway play of Little Shop of Horrors as well. Vincent Gardinia was also in it. He is, uh, he is Mr. Mushnick, one of the pivotal characters in the story. He, man that owned the flower shop. Mm-hmm. He, um... He's dead. He wasn't anything else that I have ever heard of, except for an episode of The Twilight Zone. 
But he did a really good job uh, in Little Shop of Horrors. Played a pretty, pretty good character. He's oh, he's in Mary Tyler Moore show. Nice. And let us not forget the one and only Steve Martin. Oh yeah, Steve. Well, shoot, dude. No, this this movie is chock full of people. Let's just go down the list. <laughs> like we have been. Um, Levi Stubbs, voice actor. He plays Audrey too. Steve Martin. If you don't know who Steve Martin is, go stand in the corner. <laughs> Seriously. He plays Orvin Scrivello, DDS. The sadistic dentist. Yeah. Now, we're assuming that everybody knows what this is, and I'd like to be able to say that that is, but, you know, Josh, on the off chance that nobody knows what Little Shop of Horrors is, it's a movie about a flytrap from space that grows very large and has to eat people to survive. And it's, uh... You know, it's cute and cuddly when you first start feeding it blood, and then he eats your whole family. Yeah, yeah, and, and so the the main character, Seymour, is in love with another girl at this flower shop, and he is glad that she likes him because of all the fame he's got for discovering this crazy plant. But then he gets stuck because he's got to keep the plant alive, and that means he's got to feed it people. Yeah. And, he and starts off feeding it like dickheads, and uh, then you know the plant gets all greedy. The plant can talk, and he's got his own personality, and he's such a douche. He is, and um, you know he starts eating people that Seymour actually likes. Yeah, and Seymour's like, I can't do this anymore. So you know, hilarity ensues. I don't want to give away the ending, but, you know, there are two endings. One's a happy ending. One's a weird ending. I think we can give away the, the weird ending because it's not officially on the movie. Oh, true. Um, in the weird ending, everyone dies, and then Godzilla plant. Yeah, the, the plants get put into every home. Yeah, like a, like a 50s commodity. Like, it's a new big thing. It's like Tupperware, but it's it's like a pet rock, you know? Yeah, but... Pet it, Audrey tubes. But in the end of the movie, you see giant plants, like, just bursting out of homes everywhere, and eventually they climb the Statue of Liberty. Yep. Yeah, they do. And, yeah, it's it's some Godzilla stuff. Apparently that didn't awesome. do so well um, with the test audiences. Uh, a couple things didn't do so well, like, um, when he's feeding the plant some body parts mm-hmm. um, in the original cut they didn't wrap it in newspaper you just had body parts yeah it just had like bloody fake body parts feeding it to them yeah. and they were like uh, the test audiences didn't like it um, it was like too gory or whatever for the 80s um, so they wrapped them in newspaper and it actually made it worse <laughs> but yeah. they kept it um Kind of like in the South Park movie where they said the F word way too many times. Mm-hmm. And um, then, you know, the MPAA was like, no, you can't have this. So they put more in it. Mm-hmm. And the MPAA was like, okay. <laughs> um, so, so the ending that's actually in the movie is a much better ending. It's a happier ending. I, I honestly like the other ending a bit better just because I feel like that makes it a real kind of B-movie, monster yeah. movie. Like In all fairness, I'm not even judging the ending that wasn't in it as 
as fair as I should because I mean I didn't go through all the post editing and cutting yeah. and 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 you this is one of your favorite movies so the ending that you like the ending on the movie has been your ending for who knows how many years yeah and but so, like if we if we talk about like my very favorite movie uh, Terminator Two mm-hmm. I mean it's also got an alternate ending and I respect both endings I get it yeah. But, um, and this one I don't really like. Yeah. Well, I mean, multiple endings are always weird. There's a, there's an ending to, uh, Army of Darkness. Have you seen that one? I've seen Army of Darkness. <laughs> there's an alternate ending where, um, instead of going back through the, uh... Back to the S-Mart? Yeah, back to the S-Mart. Uh, they give him a, uh, a formula that will allow him to sleep for like a couple of centuries is like one drop is one century, one drop is two centuries. And they're like, it's important that you don't go over one drop or two drops or something like that. And you know how the you know how it worked last time they gave him instructions. Yeah. <laughs> so they gave so he takes like three or four drops and he wakes up and the entire world is just a wasteland. And he's like, I went too far <laughs> And it is an interesting ending, but it's kind of really sad, and and it's just not the way I liked. Like I love Army of Darkness; that's one of my favorite movies, and it's just not the ending that I'm used to. I mean, him going back to S. Martin being a badass—that's what makes Bruce Campbell a badass—is Army of Darkness. Yeah, the whole Evil Dead series. Otherwise, who knows where they would have ended up? Who knows? Yeah. Um. So, anyways, other honorable mentions for. Little Shop of Horrors is, um, we already said Steve Martin. James Belushi's in it. Oh, yeah, that's right. He was in there for a, a second. He's not in the original ending. He's in only the current ending. Yep. Uh, John Candy, who is also Barf in Spaceballs, which is another reason why I thought it was okay to watch this instead of that. <laughs> um, he plays a very small role as a radio personality. And Bill Murray. Bill Murray. Who plays a really weird uh, character, Arthur Denton, who was also in the original movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, who was played by Jack Nicholson. Arthur okay. Denton was played by Jack Nicholson. Um, so Bill Murray's character was actually the flower eater? No. no. Uh, first customer, whoever first customer is, was the flower eater. but. Uh. Actually, let me check. Wilbur Force. Yeah, definitely a different character. Um, yeah, Jack Nicholson's one of his first movies, I believe, actually. So, before we watched Little Shop of Horrors, I walked in, you were watching a movie that oh, I yes. love. And I've never seen before. Um, Night of the Comet. It's kind of like a half zombie movie, um, it's not really zombies. The, the whole concept behind it is that this comet comes by. Imagine that. <laughs> and, uh... So it's kind of the same premise as uh, Maximum Overdrive, except for it turns all the people on Earth into dust instead of turning all the cars on Earth into bloodthirsty monsters. Correct. <laughs> um, and if you're It's kind of like Armageddon, but instead of crashing into the Earth and killing everyone... And being defeated by Bruce Willis and Ben Affleck, so weird, <laughs> um, it turns everybody into dust. 
and many other comet-related movies. It's kind of like Deep Impact, but no Elijah Wood. <laughs> and, <laughs> and instead of there being Elijah Wood, it turns everybody into dust. But there are a couple of people who weren't turned into dust because they were inside steel containers for some reason that was the thing that made it okay to, you know, not turn to dust. And there are people who are only partially within steel containers, like maybe they had a leg out or something. They turn into, like, zombies. And, you know, that's the basic premise. There's nobody famous in this. They're, they're infamous. Uh, you'll, you'll see the characters from this movie show up at, like, in the horror con circuit. I'm pretty sure the cheerleader girl was at one of the first horror hounds I went to. But yeah, it, and it's just these two sisters, they're kind of, the one's like a cheerleader, she's a little bit immature, kind of a valley girlish type she girl. She Fast Times at Richmond High. Yeah, she was. In Chopping Mall. I've always wanted to see Chopping Mall. <laughs> and the Tim and Eric awesome show, great job, TV series. God, I hate that TV series. Oh my god, I thought I was like the only one. Um, but yeah, so, so I don't know, it's just like... Fun, cheesy. She's done a lot of stuff. Apocalypse movie. She's doing stuff now. Yeah. Well, I mean, like she was in Gila, the TV movie, probably made for Sci-Fi Channel, but she's still doing stuff today. Yeah. Watch in the next movie. She will fight, or she will team up against '80s pop star sensation Tiffany <laughs> against some giant animal. Well, let's look at Gila. Gila, real quick. Make sure would. the pop star. Tiffany's not it. Hila! Hila monsters! Giant lizard terrorized the rural U.S. community with a group of hair-killing peoples led by Chase Winstead attempting to destroy the creature. But still, still, could be. Could be her next thing. Yeah. It could be like giant Gila monster versus Mega Python. <laughs> With 80s pop sensation, Tiffany! Tiffany sings, I think we're alone now. Doesn't seem to be anyone around. Uh, it's a good thing to note that Weird Al Yankovic did a parody of that song, I Think I'm a Clone Now. I think I'm a Clone Now. Yeah. Um, Weird Al. Yeah. And, you know, I think it's appropriate to talk about Weird Al because we're talking about parody movies mm-hmm. and musicals. So, parody music. You know what? I had thought of that exact thing earlier today, and I forgot about it, so you're a better person than I. <laughs> yeah, Weird Al does make amazing parody songs, and and much like Mel Brooks, who makes these amazing parody movies. I mean, you might actually know this. You can ask. How do the movies get credited for ticket sales at the drive-in? Do they at all? Well, they do. Because when you go in, they ask you what screen you're going to be on. Okay. Depending on what screen you say you're going to, you get a different colored ticket. So, like, screen one's blue tickets, screen two's red tickets, orange tickets, and white tickets. Okay. Um, So, and then we know what movies are playing on screen one, screen two, screen three. Um, you're technically not allowed to change screens 
So you're supposed to be committed to your screen. And then uh, the profits from that screen get split between the two movies. That's cool. Um, but initially, in order to even get the movies, we have to sign a contract for how much money we're going to make for that movie. So if we don't make up that money, so say we, we say we're going to make 18000 on the new Batman movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, if we don't make that money, we actually have to dip into like our profits from other things like the concession stand. Does that happen a lot? I don't know. That's why, you know, popcorn costs $18. You know, popcorn and two drinks is $18 at most places because that's where they make their profits. And, yeah. I mean, that that's how they pay all their staff. Uh, and, uh, an interesting look into the other side of the movie theater business. So, yeah, um, a neat thing that I was um, talking to Mike about earlier was that in all of the Audrey 2 dancing, singing scenes, uh, anybody who was acting alongside Audrey 2 had to act in super slow motion because they had to um, stop motion animate all of those scenes for Audrey. And that is amazing because you watch it like I just we just finished watching it not that long ago. Audrey two moves amazingly smooth. Like you would think it was just like straight up puppetry, but there's sixteen or so puppeteers for this one puppet, mm-hmm. and they had to like you know they needed her lips to move correctly. They needed the vines to act as hands correctly and be in specific places and specific times and so I mean that's really hard to choreograph with 16 people who can't see anything because they're inside this giant plant suit <laughs> um, so they had to they had to stop motion animate everything so it was pretty awesome yeah um, at least that's what I read it could be a big lie that I've been believing <laughs> for a long time I have no sources but that could be it but yeah, um, as amazing to think of is what she was saying, the actors having to act insanely slow. Because, you know, if you're having to film the plant in stop motion, you pretty much have to film the actor in stop motion too. Yeah. Which is just... And it's singing! He had to sing in stop motion! Oh, oh, another thing that we talked about while watching the movie is that there's a scene where Audrey won, the girl... Um, is, you know, just fantasizing, daydreaming about, like, how she wants to live in the suburbs and be, like, a 50s housewife that cooks like Betty Crocker, looks like Donna Reed, (laughs) has plastic on her furniture. Um, well, in Family Guy, the old pedophile man is singing about Chris Griffin, and it's the same song. He's... (laughs) The old man's wearing a dress, and he's spraying air freshener in his nice little house. Mm-hmm. And I just have to hand it to the Family Guy crew, because they did such a really good job recreating that. Just go watch Rubber. Don't watch Rubber. You'll never watch anything we ever recommend again. <laughs> It'd be like, why did you waste 90 minutes of my time? <laughs> you talk about that movie's fun. That movie is background noise. No, it's <laughs> The movie has a living, <laughs> sentient tire that blows people's heads up. What more do you want? I want an ending! <laughs> it had an ending. I want a middle! <laughs> <laughs> it's so meta. It's got so many meta characters. 
Like, the the guy... I mean, seriously? Like, they play it like they're going to act out this movie where they've got people who are watching them film the movie, you mm-hmm. know, just a little ways offset. Um, and then they don't have, like, an ending to this movie, so they just give them all poison. <laughs> they're like, we can't just tell them we don't have an ending. Let's murder them. <laughs> and then this one guy who's just like, you know, an old guy living off the land or whatever. He's like, I don't want your poison food. Um, yeah, I'm just going to, I just really want to see the ending of this movie. And, you know, so they give him better poison food. And uh, the guy who went out there to take it to him just, you know, gets caught up in conversation. <laughs> eats all the poison food and dies. Exactly. And he's like, God, I just ate Oh, damn it. Dead. <laughs> and then the, the guy who was watching went up to the rest of the actors in the film. He's like, so, how are we going to end this? And they're like, uh, just, it's, it's over. It's over. Don't know. It's over. And he's like, well, how about we go in there and blow the thing's head off? It doesn't have a head. <laughs> <laughs> See, nothing you're saying makes me want to watch this movie last. <laughs> it just it didn't need to take so long fair enough I mean it could have been like an hour long that would have been nice you know there's nothing wrong with the short movie let me reiterate that there's nothing wrong with the short movie freaking tired of all these three hour ass movies Damn, 82 minutes that's, that's not bad that's not even a full 90 minutes so long so long for that movie <laughs> I swear, I slept for like three days between the beginning and the end. <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. I'll have to watch it again, I guess. Hey, if you don't want to watch it again, don't do not do it on my account. But I won't. <laughs> Other friends of mine would say it's probably the best movie ever. But then I'm like, have you seen Little Shop of Horrors? <laughs> <laughs> They're like, yes, Mel. Why must you always bring this up? <laughs> have you seen The Terminator? Terminator 1 has uh, cutscenes yeah. that I didn't know about until, like, this past year. I never liked Terminator 1 that much. I saw Terminator 2 first, and then I watched the Terminator 1, and I'm like, but Arnold Schwarzenegger's bad in this one. Um, and that's how it should be. That doesn't make sense. You should watch the best one first, the prequel to that, to get some background on it. Then don't watch any of the rest of them. But I thought you liked some of the newer ones, like 4... I like four because four was basically a two-hour apology for three. Fair enough. Fair. <laughs> I like that. And four had a lot of undertones about uh, second chances, and you should give us a second chance. <laughs> and we're we're really sorry about that last abomination we made. I still think it's funny that they still have a small ass cameo by the Arnold. It's not even really a cameo; it's all CG. Yeah, I know they they CG'd him from the other movies, and it's. It's just kind of like, oh, really? Come on. You could have not had him in this You were in the Expendables, but you couldn't be in Terminator 4? Really? Well, he's still being like a mayor then or something. He's the governor. Governor. Uh, Which I totally think his campaign should have been, vote for me if you want to live. (laughs) (laughs) That would have been amazing. I honestly could never take him serious as a political figure. So, um, I'll give you some history about my relationship with Little Shop of Horrors. You tell. Probably a little bit relevant to our podcast, and I could put this in there somewhere. <laughs> um, I 
got Little Shop of Horrors on VHS tape, and it was one of those ones where your parents bootleg, and so you get three movies. Mm-hmm. Um, it was... You know what? I don't think it was on the same tape. But for sake of story, it was on the same tape as Howard the Duck. Nice. Because um, I remember watching both movies when I was like four and five years old, just over and over and over again. And my parents are like, stop watching that! And you know how VHS tapes go? They they die. Yeah. yeah. When you watch them too many times, especially if they're bootleg. And, um... So, I hadn't seen Little Shop of Horrors in probably about ten years. Like, literally, probably ten years. And, uh, so then I spent, like, three whole days looking for it mm-hmm. in the stores. Because, uh, at this time, it's like... 2005 and it's going to take me you know it's nowhere now right (laughs) and so I finally found it at Barnes Noble for like $30 and I went ahead and bought it even though I could have got it on Amazon for like 8 Yeah, and (laughs) because I wanted to watch it then and then I watched it probably 15 times in a row that day Yeah, and I remembered all the songs (laughs) that's awesome you know um that's not nearly as pathetic as the one that I did. When I was a kid, I wanted this movie really bad called Spirit of 76. And it wasn't available anywhere. And eventually I found like a store where it was available. And it was VHS. It was $80. What? Yeah. What? So I ended up paying for half of it. My dad paid for the other half. Because I was just like, I have to see this fucking movie. Um, yeah, you can get it at Fry's on DVD for like... Ten bucks now. Dude, that sucks. <laughs> but yeah, somewhere I have an $80 VHS, and you know what? It felt worth it to me at the time, because that movie is amazing. Have you ever seen The Doom Generation? Nope. It's a very disturbing... Well, I don't know if it's very disturbing, but it's a fairly disturbing movie that I would like to watch in the show sometime. We should make a list of movies we want to watch. We did, last week. Mm-hmm. On the planning for more episodes episode. I don't remember that. You said that. <laughs> I'm sure I did. I am like... This is the episode where we plan our next episode episode. <laughs> well, Something of the sort. I, re- I recently told Renee she should watch some movie. And I couldn't remember what it was. And she couldn't remember what it was. And she thought it started with an F. And we were like trying to go through all this stuff. And this morning when I was putting on socks, I saw the movie Curdled on the shelf. I'm like, oh, that's what it is. What is it? Curdled. That doesn't start with an F. No, it doesn't. <laughs> At one point she was like, maybe it was a C. And I'm like, no, it wouldn't be a C. Why would you think it was a C? You, you already thought it was F. <laughs> C. Um, but yeah. But it just the, the point of that story is that I'm old and my memory is shit. <laughs> God, I hate being old. I know. So that's it for this week's Bcast. Um, we will see you next week when yeah. we talk about Seven. 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 Nice. It's not a B movie, but it's good, and we're talking about it. Fair enough. Fair enough. And we actually will this time. I'm not misleading you, <laughs> unless, of course, we can't find it on Netflix or neither one of us own it. Oh, I own Seven. Okay. Yeah. So. Bye, everybody in podcast land. Have a week. See you next week. Good week. Bye.